Welcome to another episode of the Side Yard Sidebar. This week, we have another teacher edition. We talk about what it was like to wrap up the school year virtually. We'll have stories about interacting with our classrooms via computer, telephone, and our thoughts on what might happen next year going into the fall. We have a great time, great conversation, so let's get it. Let's go! Welcome to the Side Yard Sidebar. Grab your drink of the night and pull up a chair. Make yourself comfortable as we bring you discussion with substance and some of the best visitors from Boise and beyond. This is the Side Yard Sidebar. Welcome to the Side Yard Sidebar. You are here with your host, Zach, and the co-host and producer of the podcast, Dusty. How are you doing? I'm good. As we kick off year two of this podcast, and I'm very excited that we are back in the studio with visitors and uh, we're able to see each other, interact, and have uh, hopefully amazing conversation. Oh, we will. With these two, we will. We start year two with return visitors um, because we wanted to bring a teacher's episode um, once again to talk about how things were the last couple months um, with COVID and what was the impact like on teachers, on students. And so we're going to waste no time and jump right into um, introducing our visitors. We have Lauren and Adam. Welcome Thank back, Thank you for friends. joining us. Thanks Thank for you for having us. us. Yeah. Yes. Air high five. Woo-woo. And we won't do the normal, um, you know, tell us about yourself and kind of the intro. So if you want to learn more about them, go back and listen to their first episode. It's yeah. worth it. It, it is. is it was it. a great one. It's one of the most, or it is the most listened to episode, Dusty, right? It at is. At this point? Conspiracy theory episode, Flat Earth, right behind it, but teachers teachers rule. I'm so yeah, glad right. education is above Flat Earth. Yes. <laughs> Just a little bit, it is. Only slightly, which speaks to America, but we're there. We're there. <laughs> we are close. Yeah, so we're there. Exactly. So let's kick it off with drink of the night. I will go first. I just have water from Dusty's Tap. Well, well from our water. Well. Very nice. It's very good. And uh, I'll kick it over to you, Dusty. What are you having today? I am having a new flavor of LaCroix hibiscus with a little Sky Vodka. And it's great. It's, Sounds delightful. It's good. Sounds I will kick it over fancy. to Lauren. I'm also doing the uh, hibiscus LaCroix. It is delicious. I've got my however many ounces. I think I did 80 ounces of water today. And Nice job. Yeah. Cool. I am Adam. doing a new to me flavor of LaCroix, Lemoncello. Lemoncello. And I did mix a little vodka with the LaCroix. So. And how is it? It's delicious. Cool. Yeah, Lemoncello is different. Yeah. I wasn't, ex- I, well, I don't know what I was expecting with it, but not that taste. So if you haven't tasted that, I mean, try it's it. what I imagine a lemon drop to taste like, but no. I've never had a lemon drop. You've never had a lemon drop? No. A martini? Yeah. <clears throat> Why not? Well, should I have? They're yes, so good. they're so good. Yes. Now I have to take. There were you just out and other one. better things to drink. Agreed. There the are time. good. Yeah, we have a colleague of ours that when we go out with her, I know that that's what she's going to have. Like I can pre-order Always. it before she gets there because I know that's what she's going to have. Wow. If it's in no matter what place you go to. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, we were we'll talking about old fashions one time, and like maybe certain places you've had one there, and you're like, oh, "I'm oh, not going to get one from them. there again." She'll compare okay. which place is better. She's like, "Oh, this isn't as good as so and so's," but she'll still order one. The lemon drop at um, Barbacoa 
is pretty good. I think they put it in like ice. There's like an ice glass. I think that's it. It is pretty good. I went I to know. Barbacoa for our wedding anniversary. Yeah. At the end of May. How was that? It was awesome. My wife and I the, have um, bars this week. Are you going to go to Barbacoa? I don't know. I haven't asked. <laughs> I mean, I haven't like we haven't like you planned mean you it haven't yet. Planned? I haven't planned it. We haven't really talked about where we're going to go. Her yeah, they was had... the following week. Oh, there you go. November. Okay. <laughs> Close. <laughs> um, How was it? Yeah, they had just opened the weekend before, and we went like on a Tuesday night or Wednesday night, and it was a little different. Like I think they were s- spreading out where people sit, and you had to call and get a reservation. I'm I'm pretty sure. I don't know if they were accepting walk-ins, but okay. it was kind of the same environment, and um, the all the staff were wearing. Like, I think they have to wear all black yeah, uh, in terms of their uniform. And so then they all had black face masks. Okay. But the service was still good. It was weird, like, with our waiter because it you want to see the smiles and the, like, he was interacting and it friendly, but it was just sort of weird to not see his face. And um, that is body it, language was missing a little bit. Is he smiling or does he not get my yeah, joke? Yeah, it, it oh, was shoot. very strange because <laughs> his went like all the way up, like just under his eyes. Like it was definitely was covering his. Oh, yeah. It was covering everything. And <laughs> but anyway, in terms of the food, everything was the same. Nothing was limited on the menu and drink menu was the same. Cool. Right there on. Well, go. congratulations you you to you guys. Do. Yeah. Thank you. We may do that too. We went to Bardenay the other day, sat on the patio. It was we did nice. we did Bardenay two yeah. days ago. Yeah, it was nice. What'd you have to eat? I had their spinach pear salad. Nice. And that's a popular and a choice. nice Coors Light. It was a Coors Light kind of day. So yeah. Wheat flavored LaCroix. Wheat flavored LaCroix, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> then I love it. <laughs> It's my husband's favorite flavor. <laughs> we flavor LaCroix. And on those cans, if the mountains are purple, right, or blue? Blue. They're blue. blue. It's ready to drink. It's cold. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite sites. Adam, what'd you have at Barney? Uh I went with their burger this time. They have a really good, like, peanut sauce they'll give you to put on it. Interesting. It's quite delicious. I don't but think I've ever had Normally, I go there. with the black bean sweet potato chimichanga, which is fantastic. Oh, that is. Okay. Really? But yes. I decided to switch it up. Cool. I'm definitely one of those type of people that if I find something I like at a place, I pretty much get that every time. What do you get there? I just, at Bardenay. I usually will get the um, fettuccine with chicken. Yeah. Or shrimp or chicken. Yeah, you got yeah. that last time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much <laughs> every right. time. Maybe something different if it's brunch. Nice. Well, let's get into this. Yeah. I'm sure change. we got a lot of stories to tell. So at the end of the school year, well, let's say end of the third quarter is when... COVID-19 kind of started playing a role in schools. And then very quickly, it went from no schools aren't going to shut down to and we're done. Um, And so we essentially spent the last eight or nine weeks of school. Yeah, nine weeks. Teaching from home, which we, we haven't had training. And depending on your grade level would be had challenges of their own. And, uh, and so we're going to spend some time just talking about that for parents who might not have known what teachers were feeling and for those who just want to know um, kind of what may be coming up next and how they can help their children this time. And so, 
that's where we're going to go. So I want to start with Adam. Adam, what grade do you teach? I teach fifth grade. Fifth grade. So your kids had have an understanding of technology. They are, yeah. And I teach at a STEM school, so they're pretty tech savvy. That's a big focus of ours. Okay. And so how did you get the message that you guys were done at school and teaching from home? Um, I can't remember for sure, but I believe it was a like mass auto-populated text from my principal saying, check your email. And then it was an email from the district saying there is no school. Starting next tomorrow. week or starting tomorrow? Starting tomorrow. This was a Sunday night. <laughs> and you're all in the Boise School District, right? He's in, in West, West Ada. Ada. Oh, you're in West and Ada. Okay. Laura and I are in Boise at Taft Elementary. Um, did you know that was coming up? Like, did you have a feeling? Um, Boise had already canceled. I was, I was kind of shocked that we canceled because it was so close to spring break and we only had four school days left. So I, I was thinking they would ride it out for four more days and then just cancel school after spring break. Um, That's what I thought Boise would do as well. Yeah, but once Boise made the call, then West Ada made the call to close also. And at first it was just a closure. It wasn't like, here's the next steps. It was just like it we're was, having extra time It was off. a closure with some very strict, you are to do nothing. You will not okay. communicate with families. You will not talk to anyone. That's what they told you. Yep. Did that? Did they tell us that? Kind of. Because I didn't us, pay attention. To <laughs> they told us to treat it like snow days. Like this week prior to spring break is like snow days. You're not doing any assignments. Don't um, send things out. Just let the parents know that we'll have more information for them. And then after spring break, we'll kind of roll out a plan of some sort. Um, we were told to check our email a lot and make sure we're up to date on what emails are coming out. But yeah, not. Not teach anything, don't come up with lessons, just treat it like a snow day. If there was a random snow day in, you know, January, February, or March in this case, you just wouldn't go. You know? Right. Yeah. So for all of you, or for West Ada and then Boise, was this just coming from the top down, basically, or was each principal kind of handling things differently? Or, or like the whole district was doing the same? I think it we were just kind of okay. waiting level. for the top people to make a decision. And then as soon as they made it, it went down to principals to deliver out to us. And in some instances, it was kind of like once the district made a decision, everybody knew anyways. And then we got more specifics from our principals about stuff. Or, yeah, check your email because it's changing every yeah. two hours. There could be another update that says this and this and so it was very sudden. And yeah. just you and I had talked about that right after it happened a little bit. But it, it, like you said, Adam, that it, we thought we were going back to school. We had one more week before spring break. And suddenly it was like, nope, no school. And done. Yeah, it was sudden. And it was interesting because I think at that time I thought um, that it was just going to be like a a one-week thing or wait until spring break is done. And that's kind of w- what I got from some of the new stuff was it'll be two weeks and then we'll figure out what to do and then we'll just kind of move on. And so I thought I just had a two week spring break kind of thing. And boy, was Look, I wrong. Yeah, looking <laughs> back, <laughs> boy, was I wrong. Um, so local, like, were you getting that impression from local news or national news or both at that point? Just emails that we were receiving from either West Ada, because that's where my boys are at, or Boise, and then trying to look at other 
states because other states had started closing down. And I think I was the opposite of that because other states had already closed down for the rest of the year by the time we closed down for that week. And just hearing, you know, I have a brother-in-law who's a doctor and my wife has medical training and like they talk about it constantly or did. And the more I would listen to that and listen to the news, I'm like, we're not, we're not going back to school, Hmm. which was really hard to talk to parents and be like, well, we don't know anything yet. But what I really wanted to say was, no, I'm not going to see your kid again for this year. And that's crazy. It's very it crazy. Hard. Especially with my kids, they're going to middle school next year. Middle school starts in sixth oh. grade. Yeah. So it was like, this was the time we would have been prepping them, training them. That There's was no kind of like our last thing. They're just gone from the school. Yeah. And that was, yeah, that was rough. Well, it was rough on my oldest son, but at the same time, he then spent a lot of time online on playing Xbox or whatever. And so he would communicate with his friends that way. And so for them, it was just like, okay, well, I'll just, I'll talk to you later. But he missed out on the, the classroom aspect, I guess the social closeness of being with friends. So that was kind of weird for him. I thought about that with seniors in high school and Mm -hmm. not having that experience. I mean, those last couple months, you're really at short timers, but still there's something fun about it. Yeah. And being able to have a normal graduation. Yeah. Um, but I know some people are doing online or maybe you can go in small groups and walk across the stage is the last thing I heard for a couple schools. So Yeah, my nephew graduated this last weekend, I guess on Saturday. And um yeah, we watched the the video from his house and cheered when his picture came up. And then later on in the day he got to go to school. They called his name. He walked across the stage, got some pictures, and that was it. So I was very, they tried their very best to make it somewhat normal in the circumstances when nothing is normal. I got to help with um, Boise State's graduation. And that was, it was interesting because in the College of Ed, they kind of broke everyone up into little cohorts. Like if those that were graduating with a teaching certificate, they broke us up into little pods or cohorts. And we did our own special thing for them, like something small where we called their name. We talked about them. We said a quote from a mentor teacher. We talked about their accomplishments. And then um, did like a, everyone says, yay, celebration, recorded that whole thing. And then Boise State did this whole big thing where there were lots of people, lots of speakers and like Kellen Moore was on and other actors and things from the area. So it was really special for them Hmm. in what was such a crazy time. But they tried to really make it special and unique for these Boise State students. And then all of it was put on a link. So if your family was there in the room with you, they could watch it and see your name go across the screen. (laughs) Otherwise, you could watch it later on. And yeah, um, but they tried to make it as special as possible. Yeah, it was weird. That would have been a tough decision to make as a as a high school principal or someone like superintendent to make the decisions of how are we going to give these seniors their I don't know their their party or whatever. I like all the yard signs I've been seeing. Like yeah, that was twenty twenty graduate. Yeah, I've seen here. that different cars decorated. I kind of think they should do that every year. Like this child is a graduate. I I like yeah. that idea of posting something in their yard. Also, how much money have sign-making companies made in the last Yeah, oh I know, gosh. right? So <laughs> many yes. signs have been made. The ones that so have many stayed signs. open. I yeah. made They've four last week. It. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I think those um, are back to what Adam was saying as a fifth grade teacher. 
you know, if you're moving from elementary to middle school or junior high or junior high to high school or graduating high school, those have got to be tough grades to where you're like, I didn't quite get this closure. Yeah. I'm well, going to be in a new school at the end of the summer. So. Well, and then a new school, even wondering, and we're going to talk about this later about fall, like my son going into junior high, that's going to be hopefully it just a normal, like I start school and there we go, but it could be a really awkward beginning to his junior high time. Yeah, I just kept telling all my students digitally, remotely, everyone's in the same boat. So like, don't stress about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But, you know, these last couple months would have been, we always go on a field trip to a middle school nearby and like talk to the counselors, take a tour, see the lockers, all of those things. And so I just feel like we left them really unprepared for that transition. Yeah. I can. That's a good agree point that, that you're all in the same boat, though. That probably helps yeah. ease their yeah. stress a little bit. Yeah. So adjusting back to the time frame, you asked like, how did it happen, or what happened when you first found out? So then, what happened um, where you knew that like school was going to keep happening, but it was going to be all online? Like, how did that get communicated to all of you? Um, Boise again just sent out emails and so many emails. <laughs> messages and emails um, saying this is where it's at. And Boise took a little different approach than West Ada. Um, Boise had some of their, what was it? The, the what do they call them? The coaches, instructional the, coaches or instructional elite. Yeah. Instructional coaches, coaches for the district. Um, basically. And with the help of some teachers put together a, a week long schedule for each grade level and, and, basically sent that out and said, here's your work for the week. So we didn't have to plan anything. We just took what the district provided and it was provided. So all first grades, which is what I taught, um, and the whole district had the same curriculum, which was nice that we didn't have to plan because we were teaching from home with and working full time and have, we all have our own families kids at home too, but it's the same thing for the whole district. So we teach at Taft, Half our kids can't read. Yeah. It was not an easy thing to teach. You know, I looked at the packet every week that we we're supposed to be doing, and it was like, there's no way my kids can do this. Yeah. So, so Boise did that. And, um, so were you getting that stuff that very first week or the week of spring break? The week like after how, spring break, it started. Okay. Yeah. So we would get it like that. Sunday, maybe maybe Saturday, they would have it accessible for us and then ready for parents on Mondays. And then we would try to teach it, which is what a lot of the stories are going to be. But West Ada did it a little different. Yeah, so for ours, like I said, those four days, we were just told, you know, don't communicate with your families. And that was mostly, we're a very large district, and they wanted all parents to be receiving the same information from the same source and not a bunch of different things from various teachers. So it made sense. But then they said, you know, the next week is spring break. Everyone's off. Just don't, don't worry about teaching. Don't worry about school. Um, and district used that time to kind of come up with their plan. I know all the administrators were still in meetings. Um, and the following week we were told we had to report on Wednesday of that week after spring break. Um, and that the remainder of that week was mostly communicating with families. So calling each student, seeing how they're doing, um, going over what the plan was at that point, And then the Monday after that. So we would have been shut down for three full weeks with spring break being in the middle. And then that Monday is when um, remote learning started, if you will. I will. Um, 
Well, I guess yeah. we had a break too. That first week of spring break, we probably didn't do work. It's hard to remember now because yeah, long. we made we, we made calls, calls, which was so kind of hard calls. because some of them were like, "Okay, call your students," and some of my students don't speak English or their parents don't speak English, <laughs> and so it, it was, was fun. calling them and saying, "Hi, this is your teacher." Hi. And so going back and forth, and some of them wouldn't answer the phone. I got hung up on once from a parent because apparently if you call at 1030, they don't wake up till 2 p.m. If they like don't have to in the get afternoon. up, they're not getting so up. So I called at 1030 thinking that should be enough time for someone to wake up. And sh- sure enough, she goes, hello. <laughs> hey, just calling to see how things are going. Okay. Okay. And then just cling. <laughs> I had one of those oh, at one. On. I she's like clearing her throat and I said, Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. Are you feeling okay? And she goes, Oh yeah, this is about the time I wake up every day. <laughs> like, I think that was the same parent. One. Probably. Yeah. There's a lot of siblings <laughs> in the school. I couldn't believe it. And that's why I asked, I said, if you know, can I talk to so and so, the child? And and she goes, I have no idea where he is. I was like, Okay, good start. <laughs> well, talk to you later. Um maybe she works the night shift. I hope so. <laughs> or not. So what What did you, did you have any interesting phone interactions? Like talking to my first graders on the phone was awkward. And one of them even turned to her mom. I heard this story afterwards. They hung up and my first grader turns to her mom and goes, well, that was awkward. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's super awkward talking to a first grader on the phone because they don't do that. So Adam, did you have any interesting conversations not really i mean it's always awkward when a kid has to talk to their teacher outside of the context of sitting in their classroom answering yeah. questions and discussing work so i mean a little bit of awkwardness but they're old enough that it wasn't super awkward um and i anytime maybe i shouldn't say this but anytime the district says only do this communication via phone i would always send an email to my parents immediately saying Tomorrow, I'll be calling you about this. And so preparing my parents for everything I did and said was so helpful because they would pick up the phone and be like, oh, I know who's calling and I know why he's calling. Let's get this over with. Um, nice. And I had asked them in that initial email to make sure their kids were with them so I could chat with them too. And so it was just a, it was like two and a half full days of just conversations. I was exhausted by the end of it. Was what was the goal of those calls? Was it just to see how the kids were doing and were you telling them like here's what to expect the rest of the year or uh, yeah so there were a few few goals first from the district the goal of just making sure each family you know, had the devices and the internet and everything they would need um and kind of documenting that so i had to log all my calls and who has what and who has access to the internet um for me, the main goal was just checking in on them, seeing how they were doing, and then making sure they kind of understood, you know, next week we start this whole remote learning thing. Here's what that means for you kind of thing. Yeah, that was kind Ours of tough, was, too. Like, yeah. do you have Internet? Do you have cell service? Who is your provider? Who is it? What was happens kind of tough. if they don't didn't have it? Well, the district tried to collect as much data as possible on who had internet, who didn't have internet, and then who their provider is so we could help figure out Wi-Fi hotspots and things like that. But they took all the information then and kind of said, okay, 
they started, I believe, with high school. Like, what high schoolers really need Wi-Fi? Can we help get them Wi-Fi? And the Boise District purchased a bunch of hotspots that we could say, hey, this family needs it. So um, high school students, junior high students, and then families um, with limited English were higher on the priority list of getting those hotspots. Um, but we, as far as I know, all of our... Yeah. All the families got what they needed. They didn't necessarily use it yeah. to its intended purpose, but they got the internet and the devices and things like that. So they could potentially learn online if they chose to. Yeah. And we helped, like I got, I think I did video calls with some families who didn't really speak a lot of English, trying to get them to like connect to the internet. And I think I finally got so frustrated I just put on a mask and went yep. to one of their houses and said just bring me your computer. Yeah, there we was, became the IT desk real fast. Yeah, yeah, there were several students that I was like I'm just going to sit right here on your welcome mat, my mask on, my gloves on and I'm going to show you my computer, you hold up yours, we're going to make sure that they match each other and here's how you connect to the Wi-Fi, here's how you put in the password. I've already printed you another quick card so you can sign on easy. It's a lot of IT help. Yeah, so that was that was tough for at least for my class and and I guess for teachers that had limited English speaking families trying to communicate how to get onto the internet and how to access this website that they probably couldn't understand <laughs> or read anyways and so that was challenging and that'll that'll prove to be a challenge going forward if we have to continue this yeah. Checking in with point. them, who needed food, were they doing okay on other supplies, things like that. Where could they get food if they needed it? Um, and then just letting them know we're going to start online learning soon, so be ready because I'm going to be calling you again and checking in with you, and we're going to have these meeting times online, and here's how you do it. So for some of the students, they had options to get, like by food, are you meaning like they would normally eat breakfast or lunch at school, and so they had options to get that somewhere? Yeah, and I, I'm sure West Data did something as well. I don't know how they rolled it out, but um, the Boise District has several schools that are community schools, and they had food available for kids. Um, there was like an hour block where you could go and with the distancing, go pick up a meal. And they kept it. They're still doing it now, actually. Um, yeah, throughout the summer. Yeah, you can go and pick up a meal. And sometimes there's like a big box of produce you can get. You can get a box of weekend food. Um, every now and then there's like, Domino's or pizza or Papa Murphy's is over there and you can go pick up your little sack lunch and your milk and a pizza and that's awesome and yeah. that's just done ran through the school district or is it other like food bank type places I think it's a little bit of both because okay. I know the Idaho Food Bank helps the community schools keep their pantry stocked and so I know that like the Boise School District is providing was providing food for like the schools that normally have free and reduced lunch for everybody, but there was also other support coming in from the food pantry and things like that that's provided by the Idaho Food Bank. So there'd be times too where kids would come pick up meals and excuse me, our community schools person would be outside going, "Oh, I've got a bag of potatoes and a bag of apples." And that's cool. Here you nice. go. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get fruit? into some of those fun. <laughs> virtual teaching lessons that yes. were just so entertaining. Um, and if parents can't, if people can't figure it out, it was awful was in my horrible. class. It was the worst. I would tell everyone who asked that remote learning basically just took every fun part of my job away from me. Yes. And I was left with the garbage. The crap. Well, let's get into that. So the, <laughs> next, the next phase is you move into Hard. actually teaching online. And well, 
yeah. attempting. attempting to teach. Yeah. Now was this? I would done call it instructing. I didn't do much teaching. I okay. Ins- gave instructions a lot. Yeah, I called it babysitting. And did your students have um, like packets they were following along with, or did they get emails? Ours, like how were they following along? Ours with what could you were? pick up a packet during the day. It was available it was, online as well. Yeah, it was online or a hard copy packet, and we would work through that. Okay. And you're doing these call calls with your whole class or like one kid at a time e- uh, each day? We did class. How'd you do so it? So it's different for everybody um, down to the individual classroom. I think yeah. in both districts, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the interesting part you have to know about this is, yes, we were providing content. They had many, many ways to get it, printed packets on the website through, I mean, Boise and West Data used two different giant tech companies for their learning. So through whatever means they had um, for digital content, but we could not take grades. We could not hold them accountable. We didn't even have them submit work. If they wanted to, they could, and we could give them feedback. But it was basically this giant amount of content that any kid, any parent could say, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. That's it. So. Well, and as a parent, I totally cherry picked what I want my kid. And it makes 100% sense for the situation we were in. So I don't blame any parent for that. It was just, it made my job awful because it's like, I don't know what anyone's doing. I know what I'm putting. And you weren't, you're saying you basically weren't even allowed to necessarily ask like, did you complete this or that? I or you could, could ask, but do you just going to get mean, You're not getting much. How are you going to get a response from that? Like, yeah. if I, I'm not going to call up a 10-year-old every time I want to know what they're working on. Um, Good point. And Good I know some answer. older teachers that did tell their students, like, you didn't turn in your assignment this week. You need to turn it in on Google Classroom or whatever platform they're using or whatnot. But then you're constantly just hounding them for this assignment that they're not going to do or didn't do yeah. or don't know how to turn it in. And so, I, I, have a, I have a pretty philosophical block to doing that <laughs> so i refused to even do that yeah so did what do their grades look like is it just sort of like wherever they left off grades were frozen this? from quarter okay. three yeah they could raise their grade if they so chose if they worked really hard and submitted things and the teacher said yes you've proven that you've raised your grade they could raise their grade from where it was at third quarter but otherwise it was frozen at third quarter grade and this is all the way up to the high school level everybody yeah oh, so wow. we don't have someone on here that was high school but we have heard from some of our high school teacher friends that it was very frustrating because the kids basically knew i don't have to do anything and my grade isn't going to go down or so the parents and kids knew that as well yes, if, if a kid going into this had an a in a high school or middle school class they could do nothing and keep their a or they could raise it and they could wait until the last minute yeah. and just in the last week you know, do eight weeks of no work in one week. It's like, okay, I'm going to do all this stuff and raise my grade. So I think it was very yeah. frustrating for some secondary teachers in that. Uh, we have a good could, friend who teaches high school, and yeah. she said, you know, she wouldn't hear from kids all quarter long. Last week of school, hey, I have a D in your class. What can I do? And it's <laughs> like, really? Now you, in the next five days, you expect to bring your grade up to... Wow. Yeah. And I think it was hard on high school parents, too. My neighbor's got a student or uh, her daughter's I believe ninth grade and she's like this is high school your grades count you need to do this and she had a couple mostly A's and a few B's and she's like 
raise your grade, raise your grade. And she said that she would just, no, I'd rather do this. I'd rather do that. And it was really frustrating for her. Like, this is your chance to have no penalties. It's not much work. Just yeah. do the bare minimum to raise your grade. She did, by the way, but yeah. it so, was frustrating. Yeah, it was yeah, it was tough. I didn't for my first graders. I think I I after about a week of <laughs> this sounds terrible. After a week of trying, I figured out that it just it was not going to work. Cuz we hadn't taught our kids about how to access all this certain classroom and all this stuff online and I mean the stories that I'm going to share right now um make it that parents I think figured out oh crap my kid is very difficult to deal with <laughs> oh so, once the parents had to start doing oh, yeah. the teaching yeah so so for my students how we how I set it up with my partner teachers that um we would set up we uh a meeting every day at a certain time so I think it was like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock for 30 minutes with first graders and both classes could come into one virtual classroom and we would try to go over a, the reading lesson or the math lesson. And the first two weeks it was, look at my doll. Here's my dog. Look at this. And it was, Hey, we're going to, we're, we're trying to do this lesson. So we're going to read this story. Hey, and they didn't know how to mute themselves. So I would hear, <laughs> a kid eating Cheerios or their sandwich or their breakfast. It's like, parents, can you not? And then their kid would get up and run away. And I had, I'd hear oh, a parent sorry. say, Hey, no, get back here. Or they would be yelling in the background and I'm like, Oh crap. Are they really arguing? Oh no, they're not. They're talking about something else. And some of the background yelling though was, was the, it real? The parents were very upset when they realized their kid was not muted. I had the ability oh, to mute kids, and it was glorious. I bet. We could mute them if you, like, only one teacher had access to mute them on our platform. So if, like, both first grade teachers are on there, only one of them had the ability to mute the kids. Yeah. And then, but they figured out real fast how to unmute. Like, they couldn't, they wouldn't mute themselves ever, but they'd unmute the second they saw that they were muted. So you'd have a mute all function, but then it could no, be. No, mute individually Each for one, us, you'd which have was to a pain. Jesus. I wish it was mute yeah. all. I mean, I saw, I got a little sick a few times because someone decided their kid could go take the iPad out to the trampoline and jump around. And I'm just like, stop, meeting. sit down, sit down. So you're trying to kind of teach, but kind of tell the kid not to do this. And so finally, we put together this list of no food. Like, we're going to treat this like a classroom. That lasted about two days, and the parents were like, whatever. And... Some of them had food, eaten lunch. Like, can you not wait 20 minutes till we're done with our class to feed your child lunch? But it was just, I mean, there was just story after story. And I think I recorded one and my partner teacher was on. And I said, okay, bye. Bye. And the kids were like, I'm going to stay on. No, you're not. Kick them out of the meeting. And I just, I just, my head just went to the, to the table. Bang. And my partner teacher's cracking up in the background. That was the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and just dying because, oh, shoot. I so, mean, there's so, so many. So you had two classes combined. How, what was the I average number of attendance? About 12 kids out of 44. Okay. I had about, we had about 12 kids that would consistently show up. Some kids I never saw. Some kids I saw once. I had several kids I never saw the whole time. I have I have some kids that I got in touch with the parent once, and it was like, thanks for calling. Don't call me again. I got this. And I was like, okay. I, I have a student. I was actually over here the last week of school, 
doing a little barbecue outside because we could finally like meet again. Hang out. And my phone gave me an alert and I opened it and it was my app that we were doing all our learning on. I had a note from this kid asking me about his writing prompt and how he could complete it. And I have, I never got an email back from his parents. I never saw him on the platform at all the entire time. I went to his house twice and never saw this kid. And now the last week of school, he's wondering about his writing journal and how he should do it. And I was like, well, welcome. Welcome to the game, buddy. (laughs) Glad you showed up. Yeah, it was. Now on those calls with the noise, was it just like the kids constantly talking? Like, were you able to even TVs in the background, family members in the background, family members barking? Okay, what's the funniest stuff you saw or heard? Uh, there's so much going one? on so much going yeah. on so i did i did like a call a day but for different things like monday i did an enrichment group and there was like two or three kids on there sometimes five and we would do like enrichment math and that one was usually pretty tame and tuesdays i did all my kids and we tried the math from the packets and that was like there'd be kids with loud loud music on and then they're trying to talk and they're sidetracked and then you've got your kids at don't speak a lot of English. So they're really distracted by anything. And it just was so hard to get anyone to focus on anything. And then you've got some kids that are just absolutely oblivious to what's going on. And they would just start telling a story randomly. And everyone is kind of looking, you can see all their eyes go down to like the box and they're all just kind of staring. You'd be like, thank you for sharing that. I'm going to mute you now because we're doing math. So we're all done. Yep. I don't want to hear about your rock collection. Right now, I would love you to tell me about it in a story that you write me. <laughs> and so Wednesdays, I also did like a whole class thing. And I really, I tried to get the parents to get the kids on every Wednesday. I text them. I emailed. I called. I dojo message. I remind app message. I was like, just get your kid on once a week so we can catch up and things. And we did a spot of kindness every week. And that was really fun. But then the kids would like immediately get up and run and go tell the parents, I have to go talk to my neighbor right now and tell them I appreciate them. I'm like, that's not at all what I said. That's not what I said. I'm sorry. What about you, Adam, for the fifth grade, fifth grade team? Um, I did not do any academic video meetings with my kids. Um, I did a lot one-on-one, but I kind of left it as if the kid cares enough or if their parent cares enough, and they need help, they'll ask. So I did a lot of one-on-one. Um, there's a cool whiteboard function in our video meetings. So like we could turn the whiteboard on, we could both draw on it, we'd do math problems. Um, that's that. awesome. So I did that all the time with kids one-on-one. They, they'd just message me and say, oh, I'm working on today's math, I don't get number four. All right, get on video chat, let's work on number four together. So that was awesome. But for my team meetings that I did every day, um, I kept it more social, emotional focused. Um, so Mondays were, I, you know, we're teachers, so yep. we theme things. So yep. Mondays were middle school Mondays. And so we would just get on and talk about middle school. Like oh, I love what that. questions That's you have, awesome. what fears, anxieties do you have? What are you excited about? Like there was one day I literally had a combination lock up on my screen and we were talking about how to open a combination lock. And, um, then Tuesdays were show and tell Tuesdays, which were Smart, my favorite. You have to do I'll that. Get, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's going to be my story in a second. And then Wednesdays were self-check Wednesday. So it was like, how do you stay motivated? How do you, you know, how do you deal with all these feelings and thoughts you have with not coming back to school? Those kind of things. 
Um, Thursdays we didn't meet and then Fridays were fun Fridays. So we like one day we played Pictionary, one day we played categories, just like random trivia competitions, those sort of things. But show and tell Tuesday is by far my favorite day of the week. Uh, pet day was oh, yes. the best um, <laughs> because every kid wanted to show up for pet day. I would have about, so I have 31 students and I would average about 12 kids each meeting, sometimes a lot more, sometimes a lot less. Pet day, I think I had like 24, 25 kids, the most I ever had. And they were all trying to hold a pet, which was the best part. <laughs> and my kids are so like, they take the rules very seriously. So they were like all muted, but they had to unmute themselves when they needed to talk about their pet. But they're also like trying to hold a cat. I had a girl holding a chicken in her backyard and also <laughs> trying to hold like her tablet and her chicken. Oh and it was gosh. just the greatest. This one kid's cat just kept walking back and forth across the keyboard the entire time, just walking back and forth. So we'd just see his cat, um, all parts of his cat, which oh, was yeah. awesome. What was the craziest pet? Um, well, the chicken, I think, was the most unique. But toward the end, I had a kid who had already shared a cat and dog. And he, there's a little digital hand raising. So his hand pops up. So I call on him and he unmutes himself and he's like, I have one more. <laughs> okay. So he leaves and he comes back and he's holding a big wooden box. Uh-huh. And I was like, what? I think I know what's in the box. So he proceeds to tell us about his dog who's in oh. the box. <laughs> and in my head, it was like, it's fifth grade so you know pet death it's nothing new to them it's not gonna upset anyone i'm mostly worried for this kid like are they all gonna like start commenting that this is one of the strangest things they'd ever seen only how a 10 year old would and oh no other kids went and got their boxes oh no and a girl commented how she had two boxes but they were really heavy so she didn't want to go get them but they just apparently this is a thing i didn't know about but we saw the ash box remains box i don't know even what yeah. you would call it of many a pet that day i've never heard of that Earn. i've never, never heard of that kind of but it's just so but it's, it's a wooden a box. box yeah it's some of them very ornate nicely decorated wow have you ever heard of that before no had you before know, that never before in people's houses or garages yes yeah, some of well, they yes, like had them on that shelves meet the and... parents where the oh no that was the cat went in the grandma's house yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> kind of the same <laughs> yeah that's that's weird yeah Huh. But apparently it's just a new thing. So many of them knew about it. That's why I was concerned they would comment because I had yeah. never heard of it. I was like, no, I no, nope. Yeah. We just rolled with Dusty it. Dusty and I learned something new from every, every visitor. Every, every visitor. Time. You're going to get so many comments about people who have their pets in a box. I hope so. Yeah, we're late to the party on this one. in a box. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, Thank you for that. Um, mine. One. So mine was towards, I think it was one of our last meetings. Um, we were kind of trying to wrap it up and one girl go raised her hand. And so my partner teacher called on her and she goes, so when you give us candy, it can't be sticky candy because I can't eat it. <laughs> and my partner goes, um, we've never talked about giving you candy. She, okay, but if you do, I can't eat it if it's sticky. <laughs> we're like, oh, okay, and then we're like, okay, we're gonna go. No, no, wait. We didn't do funny faces yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready, everybody, make a funny face. Okay, bye. It was just the kids did not care about learning; they just wanted no. to see each other. Yeah. They I just didn't focus wanted much on learning that, and so 
let's use that as our transition. I think when this happened, and as Adam being a almost counselor in yeah. school for being yeah. a counselor, this was kind of a very weird circumstance that hadn't happened in my years of teaching and probably for a long time. Um, it was important for us as teachers to let the kids know that we cared about them. We're we would like you. to be with them, but we couldn't be. And that was one of the more difficult parts for, for me. Um, and so we kept it a lot of, of that, of social emotional. Coming into next fall, we still don't know what's going to happen. Let's kind of go around and give our thoughts of what could happen. And we've been told if we start virtually, it will be graded. They will be responsible. Even in first grade, they will be responsible to log on a certain amount of time. And I don't know how that's going to go. So There's a lot of unknowns right now still. Yeah. I mean, they've talked about if we start... We probably won't go through the full year without a break of some sort. Like we might make it to Thanksgiving and then not come back until January or something like that. But there's a lot of unknowns. I hope we start. I miss the kids. Yeah, it's been weird. It's so really weird. yeah, I do you think it's social as... emotional right here, right now. I do. I do. We got Adam ready to go. Adam Thank you. Well, I was well, just I'm trapped say... at home with my children all the time. I miss my students. <laughs> I mean, this goes for Lauren and teachers as much as students, but I think for everyone's benefit, if we could at least start the year, even if it's just yes. two weeks together, um, kids need community right now, and they need to have that safe place. And if you start an online digital classroom, that's not a community and that's not a safe place. Agreed. Whereas if they have at least two weeks to get to know their teacher, get to know the routines, um, get to talk about their experience from this year, then at least they're invested. There's that buy-in. There's that safety that the kids need to move when, forward. And take a break from their families a little bit. Yeah. I know that, I mean, I've got my two kids at home and they are brothers and they get along great, but they're frenemies right now because... They're the only people they're playing with, so they're sick of each other. And the kids need just a break from their siblings, from their parents. They need to be around friends. And I'm sure parents need breaks from their kids. Yes. I mean, I've, I heard that a lot. Like, I think one parent on the last day of school, like, can I enroll my student in summer school? Please <laughs> yeah. take him. Um, but it is, it's, the fall's going to be weird because it, it's almost, I've heard, there's been so many different things floated around of how we're going to do this. And I've heard, you know, only a few days a week, like one or two days a week, and then they'll be at home. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to get sick from kids coughing on me and I'm going to catch it anyways, let's just yeah. stay there. It, I think that idea gone, was vetoed, at least for, for Boise yeah. District, the A-B plan. They said they're not going to go with, although I've heard West Ada might. It's, yeah, there's still they're so many options being considered right now. And that's definitely one of them. Um, they had teachers fill out a survey all about it. And my biggest input on that is, you know, you have to consider elementary and secondary education totally separately. Totally Those are not separate. even the same. You can do that at high school and say, these two days a week, you're at home learning and you're accountable for the work. You cannot do that with no. a five-year-old. No. You can't do, no. do that with a seven, eight, nine-year-old. And you thinking, can't do that to the parents. Successful. Yeah, like, for people's jobs. If my kid was on a different schedule than I am, exactly. I, I don't know how that's going to work. First grade, who coming in is three quarters of a kindergartner. Right. <laughs> they haven't even finished kindergarten yet, really. And so you're and telling me I only give them a few days. Time. Yeah. Well, and then consider that the point of that is having the number of students in the classroom. So the teacher is still in the classroom every single day. Mm -hmm. 
and can now provide no support to those kids who are learning online. They're on their own. They would have, mm -hmm. they've talked about that a little bit. The Boise district is going to hire people for like online learning stuff to check in on that. So my understanding, like if we did the AB, it'd be like the, um, some of the paraprofessionals or whatnot help with the online learners. Um, and right now it's my understanding that like if a kid comes in with a fever, or gets sick, they're out for two weeks, but then they will be like pseudo enrolled in an online class where I wouldn't be responsible for that, but they would have a teacher, a certified teacher helping them with that stuff online. But then when they bounce back to my classroom after the two weeks, we're not doing the same thing necessarily. Right. So that's wonky too. I don't know what they're yeah. going to do. And subs, I mean, oh. I don't know if we're going to have subs because if I get a fever, hey, you're gone for two weeks. It's like, hey, sub, come in my class where I just went, got sent home. Right. <laughs> Hope you don't get sick in the next two weeks before I can come back. It's good. It's I don't know how it's going to work yeah, at West all. West Data is developing a digital academy. Mm -hmm. They had a parent survey, which I'm sure you filled yep. out, Dusty. I did. We've um, Boise did a parent survey as well, and it's you know pretty. I feel everything's pretty half and half. Like some people are just like, nope take the kids to school. Some are like, well, let's monitor it. But there was a small percentage, which in our district ends up being almost 1200 kids whose parents said, absolutely not. No matter what happens, they're not going back to a classroom in the fall. Really? That's 1200 wow. kids that like, we That's don't even know what's going to happen and their parents won't. And you know, various reasons, but so they're developing an online Academy for those students as we speak. I what those parents do for a living. Yeah. Edu I so guess. would it be like they're choosing homeschool or if the school yeah, has yes. a program, they'll do that. And yeah. it'll be an option for the Boise School District as well that if you don't want to have your kid physically at school, there'll be the online option, even if it's for more than just the two weeks. But then it's going to be hard if, you know, parents have to make that decision before school starts because they need to know we need how to many know teachers numbers. are teaching online kids versus in yes. the classroom. And My daughters go to a year-round school, and so this is their last week of the school year but then they start up like august 8th like somewhere early in august but they've already said that they're going to push that back to the time frame that other west data schools open and then just not have the three-week break the in track break Thanks in track November. break in yeah. for hmm. thanksgiving um but again that helps Who for knows? a couple weeks but yeah i don't know what it's going to look like when they go back no education is going to be so different. Yeah, it's going to be way and, different. And I think a lot of parents are freaking out like, well, what's... But like you said earlier, everyone's in the same boat. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, the whole nation and parts can, of the world are dealing with well, the same thing. Well, you can say that for now because this is this has right. been... Help, everybody's in the same boat right now. But if this continues into the fall, let's say it goes a full semester or a couple months into the fall then some kids are going to fall behind because some parents yeah, are going to sure. expect more. They're going to be able to spend more time. Others aren't. And at some point it is going to start to. Yeah. That gap oh, yeah. is widening. It's happened. already happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. And I had students like I had a kid that was on every single meeting I had. That kid was on. I mean, every single meeting, whether he was playing with Legos, taking his iPad into the bathroom with him, drawing pictures for me or paying attention to what we were discussing. He was on every single meeting and I'm super proud, but I had other students that weren't on ever. They never did any work whatsoever. They never logged on and the parents were okay with that. Did you have an option to like gray out a screen if a kid took the thing nope, into the bathroom? you don't. 
no, oh, wow, no. But fortunately, <laughs> where's the risk management here? Um, <laughs> fortunately, he was on an iPad, so it wasn't that he was holding a computer. He was on an iPad, so he got up, and I could tell he was walking down like the hall or something like that, because um, this kid is on all the time with his with his cat, whose name I believe is Guadalupe Chalupa Batman. If any of you have seen the League, no. Oh, no, Chalupa but that's Batman. a long name for a cat. Well, Chalupa Batman is something from the show The League. Anyways, so I met the cat a lot. He would walk up and down the hall sometimes to get away from his sister so he could hear better. So I knew the iPad was going down the hall. And then there were bright lights on the iPad. And I was like, huh, I don't think that's his bedroom because he has a lot of drawings on the wall in his bedroom. And then, and he's muted. And he even checked to make sure he was muted. And then you can see him like leaning over and he washes his hands and dries off his hands and then takes the iPad with him. I was like, oh man, <laughs> we were just in the bathroom. I had someone else take that computer to the bathroom too, where she said, I've got to go. She like wrote in the comments, I have to go to the bathroom. Is that okay? And I said, yes, of course you don't need to ask. And then all of a sudden the iPad is moving and I was like, no, someone no, else no, was no, talking no, no, and I said, no, stop, no. stop, stop. <laughs> So-and-so do not take me into the bathroom with you. Do not take the iPad to the bathroom. Oh, so you got to be preventative with it if you it's see really that thing moving. really pay attention. And my, uh, mine would freeze a lot. Like if my kid was on a call and I was on a call and my husband was on a call, our internet wasn't great. So it would freeze a lot. And I'm like, I just hope no one's doing anything inappropriate right now. Yeah. Just fingers crossed. Well, I appreciate the conversation about what the fall might look like. But I we think we'll know. either have to have another teachers podcast or at least dusty have you keep us updated as we get closer hey as i get information i'll let you know but i don't <laughs> i don't know if we're gonna get anything and that information could always change oh, at any time. always change one thing i wanted to ask is um like during this whole experience what was something that you felt like was successful in what you did um like a good moment a highlight um, if there is one that you can share. And then also, is there any sort of encouragement that you could give parents as teachers um, for those parents that feel like, you know, maybe they had some wins and then had some failures? But um, let's start with Adam and just, you know, maybe one highlight and then one, you know, bit of advice for parents in case this does move into the fall. Um, I think the highlight of remote teaching, I got really burnt out many weeks just with so many online meetings with my colleagues and um, just sitting and staring at a computer screen is not at all the job I signed up for. And I got really burnt out on it very quickly. Um, so on May Day, May 1st, I don't even know what day of the week that was. It was a weekday though. It was a weekday. Yeah. And I know that because I canceled all meetings and all work that I had to do. And instead I input every student's address into MapQuest because they'll plan the fastest route for you. Ooh, and smart. we don't have boundaries. So I have kids in Nampa and Star and Boise and Eagle. So I have kids all over the Valley. So I just put in their addresses and then my wife and I went to Home Depot or Lowe's, I forget which one, and bought flowers like oh, it's little planting flowers. And I just drove around all day long to every kid's house and dropped a flower off with a note. And some kids were there and I got to chat and some weren't. But it was like the thing that I needed to do just to make it through because I was like, I don't I want to answer another email. I don't want to, you know, post another thing in this chat forum. I just want to talk to people. Um, 
And so it was a lot of, you know, like I would leave the flower, knock on the door and stand clear down the driveway and we would chat. But it was a lot of fun. And a lot of students and a lot of parents were very happy to see me just, you know, break up their monotony as well. So that was a highlight for me. They're like, wait, you're out of offices on Adam. But oh, wait, here you I had are. Delivering so many parents. It, it was like parents I've talked to all year long would see me and be like, can I help you? <laughs> and then it was like, you know, I'm just wearing shorts and a t-shirt and they're like, oh, oh, how's it going? You know, like out of context, they had who no idea who I guy? was. That's uh, awesome. A couple parents, I was out like talking to their kid because their kid was outside playing and they would like run outside and I'm like, who's this strange yeah, man? Who's this strange guy? <laughs> oh, oh, it's I his teacher. That. I wish. Yeah. We took flowers to my kids' teachers on May Day, actually. And like the daycare where my kids go for after school care, we dropped off like a a Dutch bros thing of coffee and nice. some cups and stuff. Cause you know, teacher appreciation week was also during quarantine. So we, we did that, but I love that you visited students. That's wonderful. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, advice to parents communicate with the teacher. Um, wherever you're at and whatever you can do is okay, but just like talk to the teacher, make a plan. I had a student who for, emotional reasons never posted very bright young lady, but she was just having such a hard time with everything going on. And her mom would email me at least once a week. And we would just have a plan. Like, here's what I want her to do. She was refused to participate in anything we did. Um, and at first learning. So we would come up with like a step-by-step plan, like push her to do this because it's going to be good for her. Tell her, here's all the reasons that it's going to be good for her. And each week we would kind of ramp that up until the end of the year when she was not yet participating, but at least reading everything we posted. And, um, I think that only came because her mom was communicating with me. Otherwise I would have just been like, Oh, she's just not doing any work. Hmm. I have, I would have had no idea why she wasn't doing the work. So, you know, any situation's fine because, it's such a strange position to be in, but just make sure you're in communication with the teacher. Yeah. Nice. That, that is, that's great advice. Lauren? Lauren? Um, I think one of my highlights, if, if you can call them that, um, <laughs> but during this time, I did Tuesdays at 2, we did a story time, and I started doing that, and I have had you know, volunteers come and friends read online with the kids. It's when I have the most amount of kids log on and my kids like it so much that I'm still doing it. I have a retired volunteer that um, works in my classroom during the school year and he had emailed me and reached out and said, how can I get involved? And I told him I do this and he said, I don't have kids and I have no kids books. And I said, well, if you want to come hop on, and I send him how and, you know, helped him get on and stuff. And I still have kids that log on every Tuesday at two o'clock. We get on and I have a book ready to read. But more than anything, the kids like to read. Um, hmm. They'll grab a chapter book, a picture book. The guy that volunteers in my classroom, he got a hold of a friend that's got kids and he has a giant stack and he's excited. Like he's got his stack ready to read. And he's like, I thought I'd read this one today. And um, so if any of you want to come on and read, um, I'm going to yeah. keep doing that's it awesome. throughout the summer. My kids love it. Um, I did one every, I did a meeting during the school year on Thursdays in the evening for some of my kids that sleep in really, really late. Um, and we would read stories a lot too, cause that was at 7 PM and that was fun. And some of them were in bed and e eating dinner in bed or something like that. But the story time online was my favorite, just reading with the kids and listening to them read. Um, and, and I'm plan to keep doing it as long as up until about August, I think it's been fun. 
So, and then advice. I love the communication. I think that's key. I think having a schedule or at least like a checklist of some sort, I need like, I personally need like a to-do list or a schedule and it's been really helpful for my own kids and my students to kind of say, okay, let's have like every day at 11, you do 30 minutes of something educational like in some capacity. And be flexible with that schedule. I I had a girl who was distraught because she had her schedule and she couldn't stick to it. Oh, and she, yeah. so you have to be her mom had her email me and we set up a video meeting just to talk about this. And so I recommended she like make little cards with just a subject on them yep. and put them in the order she wanted to do them that day so that she would just work through her sub, like no time limits, nothing just work through. And she's like, I can do that. Yes. A checklist. Is, yeah. It's super helpful. I'm it's, I've encouraged a bunch of my students to do that. My kids do it. I'm like, okay, well, if you want to watch iPad, let's take a look at your checklist. How are we doing on it? Um, put 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 a Netflix card on your schedule. Like, yeah, something. You get 30 minutes of Netflix, stick it where you want to stick it. Yeah, have some, and have some me time built in. Mm-hmm. And I think that was something that I had to put in for myself. Because like you, I, like I got to the point where I was like, I am teaching BSU students that are trying to be teachers. I am teaching third grade. I have staff meetings. I'm teaching first grade because I was first grade child. Um, and I'm teaching preschool and trying to get my other kid to learn his letters and sounds and things like that. And I have no me time and I'm constantly at, at home, not doing anything. So I put in a daily goal for myself was to read 30 minutes every day. And I just finished the book educated Oh, my oh yeah. gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Recommend it much? Oh, I should have brought it with me. Yeah. Yes. Planning me time is also good advice for parents. Yes, me Plan time. Me time in. Yes, your kids need me time. You need me time. Yes, yeah. it's important. Nice. I agree with the schedule. My boys have a summer schedule of sorts because they want to play video games. And I say, and even during the school year, it was, <clears throat> you know, you got a certain amount of push-ups. You got outdoor time. Reading time. If you want to watch a video, it's got to be an educational video. So my youngest would watch something about animals. And you have reading time and writing time. And that's how we got that. That was That's great. My boys actually said, okay, so what's our summer schedule? Because last year it was like squats, push-ups, <laughs> running. So they kids like schedules. Most kids. Not everybody, but most kids. Uh, my highlight, I had one girl that I talked to her mom and, and her mom was like, yep, they're up at the cabin, and they have hardly any service, but they're building stuff. And I said, oh, awesome. Tell her to just have fun. Like, they were out building birdhouses and exploring. I said, just tell her to explore. She was like, but what she want to read? I said, I don't care. <laughs> just tell her to go outside, explore, hang out. And on the last day of school, she showed up in our last day of school meeting and I saw her and it was the best time because I know she had just been with her family hanging out in nature and that was the best thing for her. And so I got to say hi to her, ask her what she had done. She told us that was the highlight of my whole time. It was a student that I didn't ever see except that one time, but I knew that she was with her family doing something that most kids don't get to do, which is explore, go down to the Creek, go do chores around their cabin And it was great. So my advice to parents, if this has to keep on going, is just be with your kids. Yeah. Like my biggest thing, especially for my boys, was, you know, let's let's do reading together. I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to force 
kids to read. I want them to enjoy it. So I'm going to go invest in time to find what they want to read. And then I'm going to go play with them. And we're going to just kind of make it fun. And I don't want my kids to hate school. So parents, the best thing for, for me is engage with your kids in the few 30 minutes or hour that you have with them. Have fun with them. Do something educational, but in a fun way. And like, if you do that and kids see it, they're going to have fun. As long as you're not being a pain or a pest to them, as long as you're having fun with them, they're going to enjoy it. I mean, the things you've done with your girls, Zach, you got to share this story before we wrap up that you started since this COVID thing with your girls and the game Uno that okay. I got to participate in a few times. You got, you two are going to love this. Yeah. So I love this. Danielle and I, we would watch Jeopardy now and then, but you know, with this thing just sitting in, in the house all the time, we started watching Jeopardy every night and we would start keeping score between the two of us. And the girls would sometimes be kind of finishing their dinner or maybe playing or sometimes hanging out with us, watching the questions. But um, after Jeopardy one night, Eden brings the Uno cards and says, let's play Uno. That's fine. We've played before. Okay, cool. But it's Eden's idea. She says, let's do that. The winner gets a treat which I think she was mostly focused on, and then <laughs> says, and the loser has to eat something gross. Then I'm thinking, okay, interesting. Let's do it. <laughs> so as a family, I think we decided we would play three times. So three winners, two losers. We play, and Danielle, Mira, and I won. So Eden and Zeta had to eat something gross. It was like mustard on po- a piece of popcorn or I, I forget what that <laughs> no, it was so, it's just first awkward. one was yeah not anything like crazy dog food or something but it's edible food but just weird combi- combinations and it um basically turned into a nightly tradition and so we haven't always done the treats or like the punishment food but like when we went camping with you for a couple days we introduced it to the group and I mean, we literally have this thing going every day yeah. for a, a long time now. But the best That's part awesome. about it was you're engaging with their, your girls. They love it. And there's, there's a consequence. If you lose, you have to stick by it. And so my boys jumped on the first night, and we made the consequence before. And it was, shoot, I can't remember what it was that night. It was not great. One of them was ground meat from the tacos, peanut butter, and then ketchup maybe or something on it and i lost that night and it was disgusting yeah it was the, bad the combo was just really weird but my boys lost and started crying because they lost and i was like dude stop you entered into this game knowing there's a consequence suck it up and eat it and my my oldest son was gagging that first night and then we played again and it was like I don't know. I feel like it was a pickle or something, and I did not want to lose, and I ended up winning the last game, so I didn't have to do it. But the girls, your girls, I, I'll tell you what, they were tough. Like they were like, okay, consequence, cool. <laughs> like, oh yeah, they done, were used to it at nothing. that point. <laughs> but I like that for for those girls, they were so excited to play every night, even if it meant having to eat something bad, and they accepted the consequence and they accepted their loss. And came back the next night ready to go. And Mira, your youngest, lost every game. <laughs> and she hadn't lost all yeah, the she, time at home. <laughs> she was on a winning streak at home and had never lost a game yet. 
and then camping, she didn't win a game. So yeah, they were pretty. We bad. had a couple tears here and there, like because I think From they're so boys. focused on they want to win because they want a treat. Yeah, like I want a marshmallow or jelly bean or whatever the treat is, and it's usually later in the night, so it's not like this awesome treat. It's like one little like starburst or something. But yeah, um, yeah, there's some tears if they lose because. So that was it's kind it's it's kind of that. It's parents doing stuff with their kids, right? And the the girls love it. They're learning life lessons from it. And, yeah, uh, little learning uh, for Mira colors, numbers. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was great. So I'm gonna have to try that with if my you boys. haven't done that. But yeah. you have to you have to let them know. Here's the consequence. It's usually a nasty food, or it wasn't terrible. Well, the food. first couple times we did it, it was it was blind too. So we weren't saying like, here's what the nasty food's gonna oh, be. Really? It's just you're gonna have the nasty food, and and then you came up with it. So we grab it and have them close their eyes and then put it in their mouth. Oh. And it was like you did one with out. like a marshmallow with like an olive or something. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I like put a nasty. olive in a marshmallow and then like fry sauce on the <laughs> on the marshmallow. Yeah. So nasty. <laughs> So yeah, I encourage you. Yeah, go play I'll that with your boys and see how boys. it works. And then the winner would get a treat. And that was also the other like, wait, you get something good and I get something bad. It's not going to go over well with my five year old. Don't don't enter into that game if you're not ready. Uno's such a good game because it's so low skill. It's like, yeah, anyone can win. Yeah, anyone can. Lose. He's pretty lucky with games too. It's amazing. Yeah. So my yeah, oldest we'll son play. played the first night and then did not want to play the second night because he didn't want to have the possibility of losing. So he didn't he didn't play. And I said, okay, that's your choice. See, I've seen Zeta and Mira kind of just go with the flow, but Eden has been developing some strategies around it. So, like, let's say she still has three or four cards and she sees, you know, the person buyer only has one and it's like a yellow. And she's like, oh, I could play these yellows, but I've got to draw four. And I know they've only got one left. I just need to play that instead of my yellows because why am I going to save it? So I've seen her. That's but I agree sweet. with Adam. I mean, the game kind of goes as the game will. But there's certain points you can like make reverse a play that back. will just yeah reverse it or or make it just a little different. Well, and you play the four, and someone else can play a draw four to get someone to draw yeah, to go eight. eight. Oh yeah, you got to stack those up. So that one and always gets a little bit nerve <laughs> right. yep. like, I'm gonna put this down, but I could end up getting six or whatever exactly. it would be. So well. To finish things up, we aren't going to do the traditional winners and losers, but we are going to say or go around and talk about something this summer that we're excited for or that we're doing that we want to let people know about. And so let's kick it off with Lauren. Tell us something for this summer that you're excited for. I am super excited. Um, I'm leaving later this week for a four-day river trip down Hell's Canyon with a bunch of people. Um We'll be in different boats, so there'll be small groups in each boat. Um, I don't have my own boat, so I'm a I'm an extra in someone else's boat. I'm super excited. I think I'm the least experienced person going on this trip. I just borrowed some gear from a friend of mine, but I know how to row, and I know how to swim, and I'm just excited. Um, my exciting. husband's going to stay home with the kids, and I'm going to go with... I, I think I know about half the people going, so... Gonna make some new friends and get out of town for a little bit and go relax and drink on a beach and how many days? Four days on the water, three nights. Yeah, I'm excited. Sweet. Yeah, yeah that'll be awesome. Yeah, I'm super stoked about and you it. You don't have to wait long for that. That's no, up no. Right today away. is uh, 
what is Sunday? I don't know what day it is anymore. It is Sunday. Today is Sunday. We're recording. we're recording on Sunday, and I leave Thursday very early in the morning. Um, I haven't been waking up super early lately, <laughs> so I'm going to have to get up early. Um, and we'll drive on up and put in, we're hoping, I think, to put in the water at 11 on Thursday, and then I'll be home late Sunday night. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, well, I'm stay stoked. safe out there. Thank Enjoy. You. Mm-hmm. And um, have a bunch of fun. Yeah, thanks. I mean, enjoy Super the great excited. outdoors. If people can go golfing, you know, we're at the stage where they can golf, I'm sure river floating should be fine. Yeah, and the out two in the people, open air. Yeah, we're out in the <laughs> open. I'm I'm the only one in my tent. Um, you know, I've got my chair and my tent that I'm taking, and the two people that I'm in the same boat as, we've seen each other a lot recently, and we've all... You know, we're in the same germ bubble, as they say. So I love that. Awesome. <laughs> germ bubble. Let's go over to Adam. Adam, what are you excited for? I think the thing I'm most excited for this summer is um, I'm a youth leader for a group of high school senior guys. And so it's been it's been kind of terrible to cancel a lot of things and not be able to go to their graduations and um, not even be able to meet with them. So we finally get to have their senior night. Um, and just celebrate them. We're actually having a little little meal at the side yard afterwards, and we'll do some toasts, and um, just really looking forward to kind of celebrating with them and closing out that chapter of their lives because it's it it just feels so like that's it, like uh, you're done now. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to have that moment with them, and it's it's kind of a big moment for me too. I've been their leader since they were fifth graders, so it's that's kind of a big. Closing, so you followed closing them all the chapter. way through. I've been their leader every year since then. Yeah. So wow, that's amazing. So it'll be it'll yeah. be a good, bittersweet moment for us. But I'm excited that we get to have that time. Yeah, that's good that it's um, you were able to get something on the calendar. Yeah, that's awesome. Dusty, how about you? Uh, I'm looking forward to camping. So we got a trailer that we've we've taken out a bunch already, and we were going to go to Yellowstone, but that's all shut down or at least limited. So we're going to wait on that, but just going camping with friends or just with my, my family and getting out in nature away from technology and the boys are riding bikes or going fishing or whatever. I'm just excited for the summer to go out different places and explore. We've been so many places east of Boise already this kind of last eight weeks slash summer. And um, we're gonna just explore. I mean, we've been to places we've I've never been to, and I've lived in Idaho for a very long time. So, how are you finding them? Just looking them up online, or getting yep. referrals or references from friends? Yeah, people saying, "Hey, go check this place out." And some of them were like, "Hey, there's a place in Eden, Idaho, which is east of Twin Falls a little bit." The Garden of the Eden. Garden of Eden, yes. right <laughs> off, right off the freeway. We found this place, and it's. It's cool. It's a it's, neat little place. It's just, it, I don't know. So, we're, yeah, we're just randomly finding them or people are telling us, hey, go check this place out and we're going. And it's been awesome. So I'm looking forward to doing that all summer. So you've got a lot of trips to look forward to. A lot of trips. A lot of adventure. What about you, Zach? What are you looking forward to? Uh, for me, I have a couple things out there, but one thing uh, my parents for Christmas got for me and um my siblings, they are renting a house on the Oregon coast. And so we were thinking we may have to cancel it and had until the end of May to do so. But after looking at different things, it's going to be at the end of July. We decided to keep it on the calendar nice. and to go for it. 
And since we've all been adults, we haven't done that many, um, like we all live in Boise, so we've seen each other or hung out, but we haven't done that many uh, trips together, like maybe camping here and there. So this will be fun to just have a trip with, you know, my family and just see what chaos ensues. With your 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 kids and Danny and Yeah, them? it's the kids. Yeah, so my parents and then brother, two sisters, and then um, all the kids. any, yeah, any of all the grandkids. That's so be awesome. it'll be, it'll be wild, um, but it should be fun. And yeah, we just, I think partially because it's such a big group. And for a while, my, one of my sisters lived in Alabama. So we just haven't done something like this. So um, it could be chaos, but I'm just looking forward to whatever it will be. That's awesome. Hopefully it'll be fun. I got to add in too, if I don't, because I'll totally regret it afterwards. My brother's getting married this August. and Davis, who we had on, yes. on the podcast earlier. Yes. So um, fingers crossed that they can, everything's okay and they can go through with it. But um, he's getting married in August. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Davis, we're excited for you. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Hopefully, like as of now, everything's still on. As of now, everything's still good to go. They've been talking with their coordinator. Um, there's a possibility that you know people have to distance a little bit more, but their number was never that they could have very many people in general. So, um, and there's a lot of people that won't be able to come because of traveling. So right now, they think they're going to be okay. Cool, awesome. Yeah. So fingers crossed. Crossed for the them. crosses. <laughs> crossed them for the crosses. Dusty, anything? to finish up the episode? I, no, thank okay. you for those listeners that have continued to listen. Um, it's It's been wild, but we're still here. We're still going to bring the fun. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, Adam <laughs> and Lauren, two. thank you for coming back. Yes, we're kicking off year two. And um, with COVID, it's been kind of an interesting end to year one, but we want to continue to do these podcasts and bring great visitors like Adam and Lauren on. Adam and Lauren, thank you for joining us again and letting us know you even more. Thank you guys so much. This is fun. You're thank welcome. you for being known. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was going to let you say it. <laughs>